Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Seda. And we hate movies. everyone, welcome to a very special edition of We Hate Movies. This is one of the, like, one of the ultimate stay tuned episodes of all time. It is 2004's Secret Window, directed by famed screenwriter David Kep. It's the, I mean, we don't usually hate movies on this show. That's kind of the ironic, like, distance. It's like, oh, these guys really love movies. And, like, right. you know, we start talking about Time Cop. We start talking about Mortal Kombat. They're like, they don't hate that movie at all. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the whole point, guys. We're all in on the joke. I fucking hate Secret Window. I really, with a capital H, (laughs) ignorant hate fucking Secret Window. You fucking, like, Fox News hate this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all the ignorant hate that spews out of that 24-hour news cycle. Because it's a struggler. It's the one you have to struggle through just to get through the fucking movie. It's 96 minutes long. Is it really only 96 minutes? It's only minutes? 96 minutes long. Holy moly. Feels like the entire se- last season of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> like all like all 16 or like 8? Just like the emotional exhaustion oh, I, I, I put towards that season was what I felt like going through this fucking movie. It's like watching Ozymandias on loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, because the problem is you're stretching out a very thin novella into a full-length full-length movie and like short stories can be movies novels can be movies but like this is kind of like eating dinner with people that have a three-course meal and you have to like stretch a taco out like you know what i mean like you'll bite you'll drink a little bit you'll walk around the table you'll ask a lot of questions to other people well, here's the trick with that is that you gotta like serve the sour cream as like the soup appetizer <laughs> yeah. and then you gotta do like the lettuce and the iceberg le- the iceberg lettuce and the tomato is your salad and then you just a crumble of fucking meat Remind me to never have dinner at your house ever again. Why? <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> yes, a crumble of meat, a lettuce leaf with a cherry tomato, and, a tortilla. and some sour cream. <laughs> Maybe a tortilla. This if is, I'm lucky. This is the beginning of Johnny Depp's... I'm not getting a haircut for this movie, period. <laughs> like, it's just like, nope. Yep, not going to do it. I will say right up front, though, a note that I made while watching this movie. It, I mean, because this is 2004. Yeah. So it's post the first Pirates movie, which yeah. I think was 2003 or 2000. They moved. Maybe even 2001. They moved up the release date of this movie because of how popular Pirates of the Caribbean was. So it's like between that and like, you know, he's in the Dark Shadows movie yeah, yeah. and he's in the Alice in Wonderland movie. A note I made, and like this is a wretched film, but it's nice to see him playing a human being. <laughs> yeah. Just a human being. <laughs> right? Just a person like, I, with thoughts just, and feelings. Yeah, just but, a person. But I think that's the problem with the movie. <laughs> Is that I don't really think Johnny Depp's human. <laughs> like, I mean, him, you might be on to something. He's less convincing as a human being than he is as a fucking vampire. <laughs> he did make a pretty good vampire. He's a pretty good that vampire. Movie. That's I a good movie. Still haven't seen that movie. I've, I've been off the, the, the. One of the reasons I saw this movie was I was a bit of a Depp head in the in the middle middle two thousands. Who wasn't man? Well, because he was really b- before that Pirates movie broke. He had like the nineties and the early two thousands where. He was super selective. 
super like swinging for the fences with each roll and yeah. like where is it what's he gonna do next and then it's like oh secret window oh transcendence oh the tourist <laughs> oh the tourist oh the tourist <laughs> i think we might have to tell the tourist story on this episode too i, I got a couple of johnny depp yeah there's a couple <laughs> of johnny depp related stories well, yeah, that we have me for and Steve you today. have a secret window story <laughs> it's gonna be great and we'll get to it all <laughs> Now, my question is, you said this is, it's based on a Stephen King novella. Yeah. We did uh, 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 Silver Bullet, which was based on a Stephen King novelette. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Sadak with a, a degree in creative writing. Can you tell us and the folks at home what the difference is? I, don't, I think novelette's even shorter than a novella. Novella's is really? like Novella's probably somewhere between 70 and 100 pages, you know, maybe even 120. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like you've got to break the 150 to really be a full-grown novel. Oh, I see. Uh, and, I mean... I, I, so was a novelette 50 pages? Yeah, it's about 50, 60 pages. Yeah. <laughs> fucking raymond carver stories there that yeah oh yeah long. well that's the thing it's a, it's a fucking short story chris let's all <laughs> don't shit a shitter silver bullet is a fucking short story with bernie Wrights and drawings to fill out the page count so we start things off with it's a terrifying couple of minutes in this opening sequence because it's Johnny Depp like thinking to himself with a voiceover. There's a snowstorm going on. Yeah, speaking of Breaking Bad, yeah, <laughs> he's in the car. Oh, do you think he died before he got out of that car, Chris? Oh, maybe. Don't get me fucking started <laughs> on the Breaking Bad conspiracy theories. And let me say another thing about that, just because you got my angry head thinking about it, Steve. <laughs> If anyone out there in the near future is going to speak with Brian Cranston, Vince Gilligan, Aaron Paul, anyone who was associated with Breaking Bad, and you want to ask them whether or not we've seen the last of Walter no. White, no, no, no. Let, let them walk out of the Chipotle in peace. <laughs> Just let <laughs> them go. I mean, first or of all, leave them thank alone. You. If it's not a sanctioned interview, first of all, <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> Don't harass people. But if you are sitting sitting down with someone, just stop. He's fucking dead, and that's the end of it. I'm here to talk about Godzilla. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) He's wasted in that movie, by the way. You're not missing much. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story for another day. But thankfully, we're all here to agree on the wretched pile of cinema huh. shit that is Secret Window. So we're, we're in a motel parking lot. He's talking to himself like, just drive away. Don't go back there. Just drive away. Don't go back. Don't go back. Oh, you're going back. And he goes back. And it's a whole like, oh, he finds his wife sleeping with someone else. With Timothy Hutton, by the way. With Timothy Hutton is useless in this movie, like most things starring Timothy Hutton. Post-Oscar pre-leverage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a dead zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a big old dead zone. The vast movie wasteland. <laughs> Poor bastard. I, I have no reason to have goodwill towards Timothy Hutton, but I just do. I do. You do? You just you give him a free pass? A free pass for some reason. I like I I don't know. I like him. I, I've never had Well, a Chris, you have that ordinary people t shirt, so I know that you I mean, yeah, I mean that thing survived a lot of washes. <laughs> a whole lot of pizzas as well. <laughs> Your pizza eating shirt is your I mean, ordinary and, and, people. And it's t-shirt. white, so I don't know how, <laughs> frankly. Well, so he busts in on them. They're, yeah. Maria Bello and Timothy Hunt are sleeping together, and he's like, all we see is him like scream, and then everything goes white. And they're like, oh, what the fuck happened? And then, very much like Johnny Depp acting in this film, most of this movie, he just wants to take a nap. Like, he, that's no. all he wants. <laughs> he really just wants the sweet, sweet slumber in this movie. 
Which, I don't blame him. The first third of the movie, that's all he's doing is taking a bunch of naps. You know what he's got in this movie the character has, and I don't appreciate it? A real ratty bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I get it, men, okay? Like, we like to run shit into the ground. When you have a huge hole on the back of your robe, it's time to go to Macy's and get a new bathrobe. This thing is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, he's sleeping in it. He's wa- I mean, he's walking around in it all fucking day. He's sweating in it all fucking day. Yeah. That went through the fucking smoke cycle, too. <laughs> he just quit smoking. That thing stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the problem with this movie and all movies is or all most bad movies is the clothes never have texture they're just like all of his clothes are the cleanest never worn jc penny catalog clothes like really just out of cellophane he puts it on and you could tell especially like now we have blu-rays and shit yeah like it's just so obvious like you can see the creases yeah no you're totally right it's like let that shit fucking get wrinkled they're yeah. Someone get a mustard bottle. Yeah. Like, that's what that bathrobe... I mean, it's ratty because it's, like, a ratty-looking design and it's torn. Mm. So that's why I'm calling it ratty. But I bet you, in reality, some, like, set dresser just, like, snipped that sleeve. Oh, yeah. And put yeah. the hole in it. And otherwise, that bathrobe smells fantastic. What you do for a movie, especially a movie about, like, a grimy character, is you go to an office park. And you get all the clothes you want to use for the movie and have everyone in the office sit on those clothes for the day. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. It smells like ass. It's got a feel to it. You don't wash them. Yeah. That's it. And all you feed them are bowls of baked beans. <laughs> and then you get the real stench of it because he's got to fucking walk around with the stench. In the Actress can use that, you know. <laughs> You're right. They can use stenches. The Chris Cabin method. You have to smell your character. I don't know it, why you're It's French. actually Cabin Zlovsky, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's napping, and there's a knock at the door. This movie reminded me of two things. That I don't know why this is the way I am, but it just is. Two things that strike so much fear into my heart uh-huh. these days are loud knocks on doors and ringing telephones. I don't know why, but this movie has both of them Man, in spades. You must fucking hate the beginning of Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just it makes me jump like no other. And there is just cop knocking at the beginning yeah. of this movie. He wakes up, opens the door. There is a very Amish John Turturro standing on the porch. And in a, I mean, uh, well, I thought what you were going to say what terrifies you about this movie is how inappropriately cast John Turturro is. Oh, well, that is terrifying. You're right. It's a real mistake. Like, he does a southern accent, and it's fun and fine in O Brother. Because that, it's a comedy, and, like, it's a, supposed it's a, to be cartoons. Exactly. Not, he's not supposed to be scary in that movie. He's not at all menacing in this movie. Not in the least. And it's no. because of this corn-eaten accent that he's doing. It's, it's, it's John Travolta, Travolta. Travolta would be terrible. But Tratoro <laughs> is never scary. No. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, no, he's a very nice guy. And, like, he opens the door, and the first thing out of his mouth uh, is the, the famous line. We all remember it. You stole my story. Man, I said this before we went on the air, but... That will never not be funny to me. (laughs) Like, I was watching this last night. It was late at night. I had the headphones on. My wife's asleep. You stole my story. Comes on. And I just fucking burst out, like, full (laughs) tilt laughing. It's like, 
Why was that the take that was used in the movie, man? I, I'm sorry. I do not believe that Chris Christopherson was that much more than John Turturro. <laughs> Get Chris Christopherson in this role. My fuck ice cold veins. Just chill. Yeah, hey, what? pussy, you stole my story. You stole my story, chicken shit. <laughs> or a Sam Shepard. Like, something of that ilk. Like, Honestly, get a menacing old man. Yeah, yeah that's an old man is yeah. the way to do it. Not yeah. Brooklyn's John Turturro. <laughs> I know. My God, Brooklyn's John Turturro. <laughs> you want to fill out a Spike Lee movie? Let's call up John fucking Turturro. Mm-hmm. You want a menacing Mississippian? Not John Turturro. Nope. Never in a million years. Never in a, And that's why it's like... I mean, I don't. I I think it was a thing where people read this script and they were like, "You gotta be fucking kidding!" <laughs> like, you got to be fucking kidding. Like Sam Shepard was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me, man! Come on now." I mean, I, I'll do dog shit. I'll roll around your dog shit for you. <laughs> I ain't saying you stole my story. That's just, son. That's one of the worst written lines of dialogue I've ever read in my life. Like a high wind in a cane field. <laughs> oh, yeah, St- David. Have you even been in a cane field? The dialogue that comes out of this idiot's mouth, it's just, I, I mean, it's not, again, it's not scary, it's not menacing, and he's wearing the silliest hat anyone could ever wear. The hat, by the way, has enormous significance. It yeah. certainly does. Also, his name is John Shooter. <laughs> Jim Shooter, actually. Is it Jim? I don't know. Fuck it. Sorry, I apologize. Either way, it's Shooter. That's the important part. And in my head, all I'm thinking about is fucking Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Shooter. That's all I'm thinking. Because he keeps on saying, Shooter, Shooter's coming. Shooter. By the way, R.I.P. Richard Keel. I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. (laughs) Oh, oh, man, you get Richard Keel? You stole my story, Mr. Gilmore. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Like... Why are we doing this work for you, Hollywood? <laughs> also, Richard Richard Keel's two and a half feet taller than Johnny Depp. That would be terrifying. Menacing shit, man. This is a Stephen King adaptation. Let's spook it up a little bit. <sighs> That's the problem. I rewatched the trailer on this, and I, I I remember being very excited in 2004. I was a bit of a Depp head, and the trailer came out, and it was a spooky trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's either going to be ghosts or maybe aliens because it's Stephen King. <laughs> And maybe it's a Cthulhu thing from another dimension, but I'm cool with all that shit. Now, here, this is what I forget. Was it this or Van Helsing that we were in the line for? Because we waited in a line. Oh, no, it was this. It was this. It was this. We waited a fucking line. 30 we, minutes. So here, here Can we tell this story, the first one? This is a fantastic two-sided tale. So we got preview tickets to this because I'm so fucking <laughs> ecstatic that Johnny Depp's coming out with this spooky story. <laughs> And this was the thing, too, where it's like, I don't know if they even do this anymore. I don't, yeah. because of my job, I don't pay attention to stuff like this as much. But back in the day, it was like you would go to a record store yeah. or like your local like DVD shop or whatever, and they would have those like rectangular paper passes. Yeah. And honestly, those were always for the movies that the company was like terrified about. So yeah. it was like, let's do the before it opens preview screening because we have to get people talking Drum about this word movie. of mouth. That's all you can you do. You and I went to one for the ladies, man, Chris Cavan. <laughs> and Men of Honor. Know- oh, and Men of Honor. And we both know how those movies turned out. That's how I saw both Drillbit Taylor and Semi-Pro. Wow, so Drillbit Taylor and Semi-Pro both like more contemporary films yeah, yeah, yeah. by a few years at no, least. No, they still do that. You'll, well, I, I'll, I'll, walk by, I'll walk by in Union Square. People will always be trying to get oh, yeah, tickets to garbage. Oh, yeah, the guy in front of the movie theater has got a fucking clipboard oh. and they're telling you, like, come to this fucking thing. See, I can't... I, 
I like technically can't go to those anymore. Yeah. So I always have to, I always sound like a huge prick when they ask me because I'm like, no, nah, man, I can't do it. And they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, why, man? You don't want to go to a free movie? And I have to say, I'm in the industry, and I just sound like the biggest fucking asshole. You in can the world. also say that movie sounds like dog shit and keep walking. <laughs> you can also just ignore them. <laughs> Well, what I did do quite recently was someone asked me if I wanted to watch the trailer to, and this was a while before it came out, if I wanted to watch the new trailer for what became, was it called Ride Along, the Ice Cube, yes. Kevin Hart yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. He was like, you want to see the new trailer for the Ice Cube, Kevin Hart movie? And I just went, no. <laughs> it's just totally fine. So, so anyway, the secret uh, window preview screening. We, you know, we wait in line, the line's around, you know, it's around the block or whatever not really but just it's, it's it's a line we're waiting in line for 20 minutes <laughs> finally get let in we get a good seat and we sit next to some old ladies because it's a fucking weekday and what else are they doing kind of a deal <laughs> and the movie starts and i hear a crinkling noise <laughs> and i'm like well that's a weird crinkling noise and we both chris and i are sitting next to each other we both start to smell something really weird. <laughs> and it's ended up being like, I can't go in there. My wife's fucking somebody. And I'm trying to get into the drama of the situation. Because you're a deaf head. You want to give this movie your full attention. Absolutely. John, my, my boyfriend's on screen, right? And, and he's the whole movie, essentially. He's got a cute haircut, the whole bit. My boyfriend's. And, he's selling my mother with Harrison Ford. <laughs> and it just... It just I look over because the smell is so pungent at this point. I look over and it's an old lady, like a David Lynch nightmare, eating, <laughs> eating a fish like it was a candy bar. Like she's got like a carp wrapped up in aluminum foil and is only tearing it off as she eats it around. Like I don't eat, like it's a banana. It was disgusting. <laughs> a fish. <laughs> And I start giving Chris the old elbow nudge, and he starts to laugh harder than anyone's ever laughed while Mario Bello is, you know, ruining Johnny Depp's fake life. The other side to this story is when everybody procured these tickets, it was the two of you and then, like, a couple other people from our circle of friends. And it was like, oh, we're all going to Secret Window, man. You want to come? And it was a Thursday night. We were in college, and I had class on Thursday nights. And I was like... Uh, sorry guys I got class and the whole and like I really wish we could travel back in time 10 years to figure out what this was because everybody was so excited about this movie it was like dude you're not gonna go to the you're not gonna skip class and go to the secret window screen that's fucking ridiculous it's fucking secret window <laughs> prognosis negative <Yeah. laughs> so then everybody's making fun of me fucking nerd you're gonna go to class instead of seeing secret window oh man so I, they go I go to class I come back, I'm just like watching TV on the couch, and you guys come home, and I'm like, so, how was Secret Window? I'm the nerd that didn't go. And it was a real, like, let us never speak of this <laughs> yeah, night again <laughs> situation. So in the end, I came out on top. For you learned going. something. Yeah. <laughs> we lost brain cells. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a situation where we both went down the hallway and slammed two separate doors. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was that shitty of a fucking movie. Uh, so you stole my story. You and stole it right out from under me. And, you know, Depp is like, no, I didn't. I'm a professional writer. I don't steal things. And, you know, <laughs> we're going back and forth. And 
Uh, he gives him a manuscript. He's like, this is the story you stole. It starts on page seven. Talk to you, talk to you later from Brooklyn. What? He's got nothing on this accent, man. It is wib wobbling all over the place. Yeah, he can't. It's like, it's like when you see an old lady on the street and she's walking a huge dog, but the dog's really walking her. Yeah. That's what's going on with this voice he's doing. You can meet me at Joe's Delicatessen anytime you want to, okay? Well, at one point he says, Riverdale. New York, like he can't, like he can't say New York regular because he's John fucking Totoro. Do you think he was fighting with David Kep on that one? He's like, you should probably not say York like that. And he's like, well, listen, you know, it's just that uh, it's a place in the Bronx that I've been to, so I gotta say York. It's just it's what I do. It's respect I'm, for the Bronx. Yeah, I gotta represent Yankee Stadium. And he's like, nah, okay, it's Secret Window. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, this is probably during his let's amass as much funds for Passione as possible. He's never directed a good movie. Not Totoro, no. no not, not John Totoro's never directed. I don't think David Kep's really directed a good movie no. either. But no, anytime you see a directed by John Totoro, turn the other way. The fucking, is it Passione? It's, it's Romance and Cigarettes. And then the latest it's cinematic fading fucking gigolo. garbage, Fading Gigolo. Do you see that one? No, I missed it. Stay really away. Yeah, Stay really far away. I just never wanted to. So it's it's this whole thing of like you know, he never really fully expresses what he wants Johnny Depp to do with this information. Well, no. he does an hour into this fucking movie, but even then it changes. It yeah. keeps like evolving what he expects, and rightfully Johnny Depp is like, "Listen, even if this is true, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, about it? What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. These, sto- you know, my story was. They- then they start doing the. When was your story published? And when did you write your story? Right, because that's like the ultimate way. He yeah, says sure. where writers can figure out like who did it first. Like that's the only way you solve these things. Yeah. And he's like, I wrote it in 1997. And he's like, Oh, well, that's great because I wrote mine in 1994 and it was published then. So take that. That's the end of it. That should be the end of this movie right there. That's oh, the goodbye, end. everybody. Bye, David Kep. I'm glad I didn't get a haircut for this movie, and I'm wearing cool glasses the entire time. Isn't that great? Look at this bathrobe. All right. And so the whole thing is, like, he, he wants Johnny Depp to produce the magazine where the story was printed, and then he'll go away. Like, that's the whole thing. Well, that's the problem with it is that it's never – like, I, I do agree with you. It's not just setting up because – the beginning of the the scene should be, this is what I'm accusing you of. Right. You either admit it or you deny. He denies it. And then from there, like, okay, well, then I'll call fucking Morty. Or I'll call, you know, Sydney, my lawyer. Or I'll call my book agent. And we're going to get this set. You sit here. Sit in my fucking shitty-ass apartment. <laughs> yeah, here. let's figure this out. You sit, you, you, I'm going to call up this guy. And we're going to have, you know what? I want, I want this settled. Yeah. But no, he's like... I'll come back in three days, and then I'll tell you another fact about the life. Dude, he says three days. I was like, no, just stay here. Please don't leave. Crack a beer. Let's figure this. Let's put a record on and figure this shit out. Sit on this pile of Dorito crumbs. Oh, my God, the Doritos in this movie. Dude, I came out of this movie. I wanted spicy nacho Doritos and an ice-cold glass of Mountain Dew. And uh, a Jif, peanut butter Jif sandwich. A oh. big old fucking right in the middle of a shot. There was one, only one entity in this entire blue world <laughs> that was more excited about Secret Window than Steven Sadak, and that was the Frito-Lay Corporation. Because, <laughs> my God, the Doritos in this movie. I mean, there's like 
You see bags of Doritos. You see close-ups of actual Doritos. Like, he's got Doritos in his desk drawer. Like, they're everywhere. Doritos are crawling all over this house. Being eaten by stalk of celery dip. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah. This man is not sitting around chugging Mountain Dew and eating spicy nacho Doritos. Because he looks like Johnny Depp. He's running every morning. He's got at least a gallon of water every day. Yeah. Drinking at least one gallon. Well, the Doritos are so prominently featured, and it's a thriller, and it's such a you know such a a lean story. They must mean something. Do you know what I mean? Like they have to stand. Maybe they stand for his mother. I don't know. Secret windows, secret garden, secret stash of Doritos. <laughs> like secret that's crunch. Secret crunch. Yeah, he buried him in the garden too. <laughs> also, by the way, just going back to the fish incident. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think I need to tell you, listening audience, but you can't bring fucking hot food or any fishy snacks no into way. a movie. Like, nope. I, I'm not, I've been known to sneak some, mo- some snacks into movie theaters now and again, you know? Like, I'll, yep. a bag of candy, totally fine. bag of Doritos, you're kind of pushing it, but if you're not sitting next to anybody, you're kind of okay, and you got to just watch your crunch, you know? But here's the tip for that, though. Open that fucking bag during the previews. Yeah. Yep, I don't to. want that shit crinkling around during my movie. Especially no. if you've got a 20-ounce soda, you got to pop that shit before <laughs> yeah. the popcorn starts dancing. And you can't, like... <laughs> Tighten, close it, because then the ga- it's just going to build up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. It's got to be, you know, or just go with the fountain. I'm sorry. Just go with the fucking fountain soda. And that's why we're, we have a real epidemic in this world with all the shit that you can get at the movies now. And I'm not talking about places like Draft House where the purpose is you go and you get food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to one of those theaters, like a Draft House or a bow tie, those places that give you food... Expect people are going to be eating hot meals. Like, that's yeah. the that's the fucking agreement you make when you go to one of those theaters. But these multiplexes, and I was just at one today, with the chicken fingers and the fucking personal pan pizzas and the hot dogs. <laughs> just get out of my fucking face. It, Candy, soda, popcorn, yeah. and on the occasion, nachos, but nothing more than tortilla chips and a cup of cheese. No fucking hot peppers, no meat <laughs> toppings, no sour cream, oh. just shitty movie nachos. Well, and no fucking skate fish. <laughs> yeah, no swordfish steaks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, Chris, you were going to say. No, but I think it was the nachos that did it because then it was like, well, hot. I mean, popcorn, I guess, is hot food, but it's not like you're, you're not preparing things. It's not you're savory. dumping it's fucking not a kernels. Meal. Yeah, it's just it's popcorn. But yeah. like hot cheese, it's been yeah. stinking up a whole place. That's where that's where it became. But now the bigger issue to me at least, is when uh, the people bring in uh, the fast food. Because then it's disgusting. It, just stink, it stinks like you can't fucking do French it. Fries. We, we're not in a fast food restaurant right now. We're in a movie theater. Yep. We can only do a couple of things. Any <laughs> non-scented snacks you want to bring in a wheat thin, a pretzel filled with fucking peanut butter, I got no problem with Some it. combos if you really need that pizza filling. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's, your, that's as close. If you really don't like yourself, yeah, combos. <laughs> Go combos. Man, I think combos are one of the worst snacks it's, in human history. Oh, God, they're awful. I love combos. Really? Yeah, I, I've actually had to stop myself from eating combos. Like, that's one of those things. I had to put away the combos. You like that, like, dust paste that's inside of those things? Oh, you mean dog food? Yes, I do like to eat dog food that tastes vaguely like pizza. I know that. It, I know what it is, everybody. 
So speaking of that, Johnny Depp is in great shape. By the way, the other thing that you're talking about, his, he's in depression right now. He's totally depressed, he's, which I guess almost the Doritos could stand in for. Yeah. However, he's drinking Mountain Dew. No one's depressed at drinking Mountain Dew. A lot of Mountain Dew in this movie. Yeah. That you're having a fun time or you're like, I don't know, you're... You're snowboarding, you're fucking belaying down a mountain, you're riding a, a mountain bike. There's n- not a single can of beer. Yeah, I know. Where is the alcohol? What? They say Jack Daniels once. They show yeah. it at the end, and I think that there's kind of supposed to be a twist ending. By the way, fucking the twist ending. John Turturro was Johnny Depp the whole time. I'm sorry you had to see this movie. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, the thing about that is it's really unfair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so supremely unfair. And I don't know if the Stephen King story ends this way. I don't read sure. Stephen King's short no. story. No. I'm sure it does, though. I don't I'm have sure anything against like... Stephen King's writing by any means. I just don't no, yeah. seek it out that much yeah. these days. So I don't know what the ending of Secret Window, Secret Garden is. And who could fucking care? I mean, if it's this, though, I'm not going to waste the 50 pages to find out myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like... It's just this horseshit thing where, like, if you were into this story or into this movie, right, and it's like this crazy guy is claiming that this author plagiarized him, like, okay, it's a thriller for people who enjoy writing, I guess. Like, that's fine. And just have it be that. This whole horseshit, he's just a figment of Johnny Depp's imagination, and Johnny Depp's the one doing all these killings. Why? Because he got fucking divorced? Because Timothy Hutton fucking banged his wife? Like, what are you talking about? No, I, I can't. I can't. I can't deal with it. Well, and also, by the way, John Turturro ain't in this movie that much. No, he's really not. And like, that's your movie, man. If you really want to make the movie, it's Johnny Depp v. John Turturro. Yes. And they have to like pace around the room, like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like it has to be a one-on-one thing, like a two-hander, a good two-hander. <laughs> I need. A, I need a good Hollywood two-hander. <laughs> the problem, and you're totally right, Chris. And the problem with it is like. The whole parlor scene of this movie, if you can even call it that, really, is about forty-five seconds long, and it's yeah. and Johnny John Turturro like not even it's not even a thing where like maybe the last shot, which also one of the worst last scenes in cinema yep. history, sure yeah, is clear, yeah. one of. It's not even like maybe Totoro was with him and it's like, welcome to the fold, my good brother, or something. You <laughs> know what I mean? you're just crazy and I'm going to be with you forever. Something that's fun and eerie and something. <laughs> but like he just, once he figures out that he was, he was John Totoro the whole time, <laughs> John Totoro just is like, well, I, I, my planet needs me. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> I'm going back to Brooklyn. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See, the funny thing was, y'all thought I talked like this, but in reality, I just kind of talk like this. <laughs> Take that. Catch it a bus back to Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, he's got this cleaning lady. We only see one scene in this movie. Yeah. And he really fucking hates her guts. He hates her guts, but it's also a weird thing. I don't... This is what I don't understand about this cleaning lady. It's clearly just like someone he's hired to clean this cabin because he's like a disgusting writer who's just he's he's writing and he can't be bothered. And I mean, someone's got to bring him those Doritos. Someone's got to go to the gas station and get the big. Well, bag. no, they got to go to the Sam's Club and get like the big tray full of the individual packs. Oh yeah, yeah. you need the yeah. snack pack, yeah, the, the thirty bagger. Pack. Yeah, totally. <laughs> The bag containing all the tiny bags? Yeah. <laughs> that creeps me out, kind of. That is America with a capital A, isn't it? It's a big, giant, garbage bag-sized snack bag with a bunch of smaller snack bags inside them. Oh, we're pigs. <laughs> so, 
But the, I, I, that's your biography. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're pigs. Totally. With six. Five O's. Yeah, five to six <laughs> O's on the cover. No, but I, and I hate this when, and when, in any movie that does this, where it's like a person who's not like a nagging wife or nagging husband or kids yeah. or whatever. Like Johnny Depp just wants to have a fucking cigarette. Yeah. yeah. And like he's terrified that this fucking hired hand is going to see him smoking and be like now you said you quit smoking and he's like just he's like hiding the cigarette under the desk and like not exhaling because the gag is like the lady keeps almost leaving and he lights up but then she comes back up the stairs it's like dude just fucking smoke in front of this woman you pay her 90 dollars a day she's picking shit out of his garbage yeah he throws a fucking story in the garbage and she takes it out of the garbage. And let me tell you something, Chris, about picking that manuscript out of the garbage, okay? He throws that John Turturro's manuscript. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he looks at it and he's like, oh, this is stupid. His name's Shooter, haha, and throws it away. And then we see the manuscript on the table. And it's one of the several times, either in the ad campaign for this film or the film itself, that there may be go 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 ghosts going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, dude, haunted manuscript! <laughs> it came out of the garbage! And she's like, oh, I left that manuscript on your desk that I picked out of the trash for you! And I was like, way to fucking kill the mystery, lady. Thank you very much. <laughs> or maybe that's actually also Charles S. Dutton <laughs> is also the cleaning lady. So Charles S. Dutton is in this movie. Convicted murderer Charles S. Dutton. (laughs) Convicted manslaughterer. Manslaughterist. Just threw my phone on the floor. Can you be a manslaughterer? I mean, you're still just a killer. He stabbed a man to death. It was was the heat of passion. I give him a a fucking pass, man. So Charles S. Dutton, who has been in some good things here and there, is in this movie as Johnny Depp's literary agent. Well, no, he's not his literary agent. He's like a private detective. He's a private detective that's got... Look, he's never really defined... Uh, as such, but he's basically he's his literary he's he's his like private detective that like he's the guy you call when shit gets bad like but corporate is- like corporations would hire him to do their work. Are we sure though? Because yeah. at the beginning, when they first have like this meeting, mm. and he's like he's talking to him about like the book business. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Charles S. Dutton is somehow related to the publishing world. I don't know. Because I think he might be a Michael Clayton. <laughs> he may be, is he a Michael Clayton? I think he might be a Michael Clayton. All right, because here was my thing. His random house is Michael Clayton. <laughs> I mean, because my understanding from watching this movie for a second time, which I did also eventually, I think, see this movie in the theater, mm-hmm. um, but not with your fish-eating old lady. Um I was under the impression that he in some way worked for Johnny Depp's book publisher or he was his, like, manager. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, manager maybe. Yeah. And so then when he gets all, like, super, like, Death Wish P.I., I was like... What kind of a fucking manager is this? Like, he's got guns and men to do research for him? I think he's a, because there, there is a, the problem is, so he's like, you stole my story. It's like, no, I didn't. I published it first. Like, well, you better produce that manuscript in three ever-loving days. <laughs> and the first, he's like, well, I can't because my wife has the book and I can't go back to my wife because she's a fucking bitch. And like, which is the whole fucking point of this movie. Uh, and yeah, pretty much. Every writer or anyone who works any 
knows anything about anything. Agents have everything. An agent has everything. You know, all he has to right. do is fucking call. And at the end, he's like, oh, I guess I could just call my agent. And, like, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he gets the manuscript ups to him. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's why I was under the impression that Charles Dutton had something to do with the publishing world. Because if he doesn't, why would you go to this man first? Well, uh, no, I do think he's a Michael. Like, if fucking Danielle Steele, like a cabana boy, overdoses in her house. <laughs> Oh, which man. which has happened. Oh, absolutely, there are bodies. <laughs> She's or, got enough money to fucking Or, like, pay. you know, Dean Koontz, like, accidentally got in a car accident uh, <laughs> yeah, on the way home, ran, ran somebody over, but, you know, the, whole, the, the, what, the hit and run. Yeah. I, I feel like Dan Brown that. has woken up to many a dead prostitute and been like, oh, shit. Again? He wakes up and he goes, oh, no, another mystery. <laughs> he, he, oh, the Vatican's at it again. That's the thing. I think Dan Brown just walks around going, oh, maybe the Vatican was behind it. <laughs> I actually think he actually he puts another notch on his bedpost every yeah. time that happens. <laughs> Vatican did it. <laughs> notch into the wood post. <laughs> What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Those stories are terrible. So speaking of terrible stories, he fin- <laughs> so she pulls out the thing. She's like, oh, I'm a nosy old woman. Here's my fucking manuscript. You threw in the garbage. She's like, what do I pay you for? Stop, stop eating Doritos and Mountain Dew. You're going to get fat. And she walks away. <laughs> She and walks right out of the movie. That character <laughs> never returns. That's a character that needs to come back like when Johnny Depp's not home and John Turturro kills her. Yes. Like, that needs to be one of those characters. There's no body count in this movie, and it's all off screen. It's a real big problem. She yeah. needs to be like Scatman Crothers in The Shining. Oh, like, yeah. coming back like, I think you need help. And she just gets butchered. So he goes to get his book off the shelf because he, he realizes the beginning of Shooter's story sounds exactly like his. He gets his off, and I love fake book titles in movies. It's a short story collection called Everybody Drops a Dime, and it's got a picture of a dime on the cover. It's like, like, come on, everybody. I bet you that's a good, uh, like, pausing the DVD, because it's like a short story collection. I bet it's a good pausing the DVD to look at, like, all the different kinds of short story titles that are in there. There's there's definitely a shot of the chapter list right there. There, No, there definitely is. I want to kind of go back and pause that and just look at all those real gems that they have. Like the old flamingo. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) One of the best uh, fake book titles is uh, there's a a good, uh, in the Sandman comics, Neil Gaiman, this guy has a book called Here Comes a Candle. It makes me laugh every time I think Oh, no, it. here comes a candle. <laughs> Look at that story be about. It takes place in, like, some some uh, Pennsylvania Dutch reenactors. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes a candle. Instead of being like, okay, and it, so le, le, the stakes are really low at this point. It's really just some old fucking hillbilly kind of getting <laughs> in your face. and that, But, of course... Yeah. Death Wish number one is that fucking poor little dog. That sweet dog that's got goddamn cataracts. <laughs> Do we need this story to be any sadder? And everyone knows what happens. What's that dog? Is adorable and like fucking, you know what. And, it is. At, and uh, speaking of two handed, the first 30 minutes of this movie, or first 20 minutes of this movie at least, it's a two hander with Depp and this dog. Oh, it's. Because he's just rat a tat talking with this fucking dog. Oh, yeah, it's Johnny and the Mutt in this movie. <laughs> and it's a lot of like. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, you don't like bad writing, do you, boy? I guess I'll just delete this then so you don't have to look at it. Well, it's it's all like cocking to cocking the eyebrow to uh, Chico, Chico the dog. Yeah, yeah. And he's all like, Chico right, the- Chico? Chico the dog as himself, <laughs> according yeah, yeah, to the yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah. That I may have applauded in my house when I saw that. <laughs> One thing about the dog, though, when he's eating his big Jif peanut butter, ooh, I love Jif peanut butter, mm, it's delicious, isn't it, and kind of scary, and he's eating it, and he's laying on the floor, and he gives the dog a couple of bites, and I was thinking, because I don't think peanut butter is too good for dogs, you shouldn't be giving peanut butter for dogs, it kind of might make them sick, is, that, is there dog peanut butter in that sandwich? Were there two sandwiches, one had like mighty dog pate in it, the other one had peanut butter? One had uh, the inside of a combo. <laughs> Spreadable combo. It's kind of like Nutella. Yeah, that's a Chico head. It was pizza flavored Nutella, straight from Steve's kitchen cabinet. And then the other one was a fucking peanut butter sandwich for Johnny Depp. No, I think you can give dogs peanut butter. The problem is it gets stuck to the roof of their mouth, okay. and they do a hilarious like they keep sticking their tongue out thing. You can't give dogs chocolate. Chocolate will kill that. Yeah, sort of yeah. I think peanut butter. I mean, it's. You shouldn't be putting down scoopfuls of Jif for dogs. But I think if a dog had, like, if a dog snuck an ant on a log type snack yeah. food, yeah. it would be fine. It would be hilarious because the dog gets fucking killed, obviously. It'd be great if, like, <laughs> well, obviously. The dog just keeled over one night and Depp doesn't know why. And he sees a, an open bag of peanut M&M's. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And he opens it up more. And it's the shooter's thing. You still stole my story. <laughs> I gave her dog chocolate. It's really bad for dogs. That's like kind of playing the long game. I mean, that's a gamble. What does happen is he shoves a screwdriver in this dog's head, and that's what does it in. That's pretty direct. And it says, no, he writes a note that says, no police. And I'm like, well, obviously. Like, <laughs> kill my fucking dog. And the fucking sheriff in this movie can go suck it. Because <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not even sure that's a crime. I'm like, yeah. of course it is. <laughs> And they try and pull this bullshit movies a couple of times. Like, of course it is. Yeah. Even Johnny Depp's like, I mean, haven't you ever heard of animal cruelty to animals? That's it! <laughs> just quit it. <laughs> I've had just about enough of your cruelty to animals. Do you <laughs> see this crochet I'm doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't that hilarious? It's, it's, a, it's a sheriff that's doing needlepoint. Great. That's a character. That's your, that's your character. It's a character. So Dutton gets involved. He goes to Dutton. Well, actually, Maria Bello calls him, right? Maria, yeah. you know, and like we're talking, and like she's like kind of she's very remorseful for stepping out on him with Timothy Hutton. Yeah, but like in a weird, manipulative kind of way. That- she's a bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the animosity is coming from in this story, Dude- but. Yikes. How many times is he going to write about an unhinged, bored writer that fucking murdered his wife? Yes. <laughs> this movie, there's parts of this that just straight up crib from The Shining. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of stealing stories. <laughs> which apparently, you, there's a new thing. Someone was talking about this the other day. That there's new things like set in place where you can get in trouble for plagiarizing yourself. Oh, really? It's a thing. Because we were, we were talking about um, Elvis Mitchell. Okay. Elvis Mitchell, the film critic, apparently he got in trouble when he was at the New York Times for kind of plagiarizing himself, which is so weird. But, I mean, if this 
kind of shit takes place in the actual Stephen King story. This is Stephen King plagiarizing The Shining. Yes. Take yeah. a huge hotel and put it down to a little cabin and then remove a family and a fancy English butler and put it in John Turturro. <laughs> but also, fucking, like, I, I don't know how... The, do we get a count of how long it's been since he found out about her and Hutton? They don't really tell you. It seems it like it's been months. It seems like months. So it's within yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why are you even fucking talking to her? Yeah. <laughs> like that, this is all lawyer talk. This yes. is uh, from here on out. It's all lawyer talk. Well, their relationship in this movie, I mean, they really kind of drag it out as like, ah, do we really want to get divorced? Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're just like, yes, you do. Well, it, the be- the best part is he. She's like, he's like, well, how is Ted fucking in my house? And she's like. Well, we're not together. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, wow, that's exciting. Uh, so we're going to get back together. And she's like, oh, I meant he's at the store. I'm like, you know what? I'm nobody, never talking to you again. Nobody puts it that way. No, at no, all. no. It's never. such horseshit. <laughs> it, nobody talks like that. Oh, we're not together. Oh, so you've broken up then. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, no, no. He just went to the grocery store. Oh, it's infuriating. <laughs> and Johnny Depp doesn't get nearly as mad as he should with that response. No. Well, no, he doesn't get mad. He just feeds his alter ego, which is Jim Shooter fucking John Turturro, a Mississippi <laughs> guy with a stupid fucking hat. So he goes, he's, well, this, and this is the problem, like, he's like, oh, uh, I'll talk to you later. And he, <laughs> you know, he goes to Dutton, he's like, look, this guy, he killed my dog, the sheriff doesn't give a shit. And, you know, Dutton's like, well, you know, I'll come out, you know, my standard rate applies was like $500 a day, which is actually pretty cheap. I don't even think you could Charles this Dutton for that cheap. But I don't even know what this job <laughs> is. It might be really cheap or you're just hiring a guy to do something. In well, which he, case, he's just dictating terms that he's making up out of the air. Well, he doesn't do shit in this movie but sleep and load a gun and never fire it. <laughs> yeah. He's got some sass when he when he meets him uh, in his office. He's got some sass for him. He's got some sass, and he's because actually, uh, apparently uh, another part of this story that doesn't fucking matter at all. Um, <laughs> File that is, under everything. Is Johnny Depp apparently had plagiarized somebody else beforehand? Yes, and apparently, like, and man, I when I first saw this movie, I was like, John Turturro is like either he's an apparition of that person, yeah. And, like, he killed himself or something like that. Yeah. But no, it goes fucking nowhere. Like, if that's if, if, if the story is about plagiarism and he is a plagiarist, yeah. then let's fucking do it. Not make it a stupid thing where he's making shit up and go, eating corn. Go the full Philadelphia. <laughs> like, the law. Like I want to go to, like, the court case. Yeah. I want to see the whole fucking thing. I don't know if I want my ghost house story to turn into a courtroom drama, however. <laughs> because from the preview, and I'm in the theater because I think this is a ghost story. Yeah, and you're still not convinced it's not. He could very well be a ghost because no one else sees him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a thing. It's like, oh shit, that house is haunted. Oh shit. And he's dressed like someone from the 1600s, so why not? Yeah. You don't see him like ever pull up in a car no. or anything like that. I mean, it's, listen, it's just much better if he's a I, ghost. I mean, if he didn't have the olive skin, he would be kind of like an Amish vampire. <laughs> Oh, man. John Turturro, Amish vampire? Sign me up. Oh, yeah. You can make that movie happen. Just don't let him write and direct it. <laughs> so it's kind of amazing because, like, you know, um, 
Dutton doesn't take this all, at all seriously, and he really should uh, yeah. because he's he's got dead meat written all over him. Yeah. You know what he I mean? The dog, the dog is dead. Now we've got this African American character yep. who's a bit of a hard ass. I'm like, oh, I know where this goes. Oh yeah, totally. Like best case scenario for Dutton is like he gets the last shot off. On, assuming the story is real, like he he shoots him in the head. Like you think he's dead, and then he dies. Like no matter what, yes. This movie after credit sequence is Charles S. Dutton's funeral. Yeah, well, he gets like the two stabs in the stomach. Yeah, and you think that's it. Yeah, right. You think he's gone down because I mean that just shredded your whole intestines. So yes, you are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. He'll yeah, just yeah. he'll play possum for a little yeah. bit and then help out right at the end before expiring. <laughs> before definitely dying. But for yes, sure. of course, he's a professionally successful African American, so he's got a big fucking RIP stamped <laughs> on his forehead. Right after the dog, that's the next in this movie. <laughs> it's just it's adorable animals, uh, successful African Americans, and then of course the wife. The bitch <laughs> wife is next. When by the way, when the dog when he discovers the dead dog, and it's a thing where like the dog runs out the doggy door, and he's like, oh, come back. Chico, come. Oh, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, where's that dog? And he goes outside. He sees the note on the porch, and he's, like, looking for the dog. And then it's like there's, like, a garbage can or something, and there's a big thing with a white sheet over it, and there's blood. And you're like, well, that dog's dead. Why do I need – oh, you're going to show me this fucking fake dog corpse? Thanks a lot, movie. <laughs> What's awesome is he fucking starts yelling for shooter. He's like, shooter, shooter, <laughs> which is great because I just started thinking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> but then he goes, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I know. he goes, I'll get you for this. <laughs> and it like, are you Skeletor? <laughs> just stop it. It's fucking Dr. Claw, man. <laughs> Next time, shooter. Next time. There is a documentary that I want, which is there's got to be one guy that is the Stan Winston of dead dog puppets. Because there are so many in movies, like really well meticulously, like, you know, he must make the mold from the dog's face. That's got to be really hard to get a dog to sit still for that. <laughs> Let well, me tell you, Steve, you could make that documentary, do it like short form. You could get nominated for short short uh, documentary at the Oscars. But Ooh. I don't understand like why. Like I don't know when this turned because it used to be like in fucking Turner and Hooch. It's just a fucking patch of red stuff on Hooch. Yeah. No, because this movie wants to really shock you. It really wants to take your socks. Knock them right out of the theater. <laughs> and that's what a screwdriver coming out of a fake dog. That <laughs> really did. That really did. I mean, because the thing about this particular dog puppet, I think anyway, is it's clearly a puppet. Yeah. yeah. But it's also just like gruesome looking. Oh, so yeah. what I'm actually thinking is like, oh, why'd you kill that puppet? <laughs> like that poor puppet. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean. This dog is dead. Oh yeah, it's yeah. never coming back. It's super dead. Even if you buried it in the pet cemetery, this dog's <laughs> not coming back. The pet cemetery has to send you a note saying, "Sorry, we did all we could. <laughs> we couldn't even send you a nightmarish apparition of your once beloved dead dog." <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> Regards, pet cemetery. So Charles S. Dutton's like, "Listen, I'm going to go up to the house." Um, if you when you go home tonight, you know if you see a black car in the driveway, it's just me and my. He says my guys, but it just turns out to be Charles S. Dutton. Which yeah. I was like, does he really just not have guys? No, is that the idea? It, no, it's like the maid and the you know the secretary in his office. They're all part of him. Everybody's uh, part it, of Johnny. Yeah, I, Depp? I think. Well, no, oh, Charles no. S. Dutton. That's well, his guys. We're walking. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're walking dangerously into identity territory, which is something. Ooh. 
that movie's like fucking Voldemort to me. Do not even talk about it. Just don't even, <laughs> don't even start talking to me about identity. That's a really bad movie that I once owned on DVD. Yeah, you get those. You sure will. So, but here's the thing: is Charles S. Dutton is like, all right, I'll go upstairs, and he's kind of being a dick too. He's like, no monsters under your bed. I'm like, hey, dude, that guy fucking killed my dog, and I'm paying you brutally he's- too. He put a fucking screwdriver through his skull. Oh yeah, this is a real severe dog murder, <laughs> and he's not taking it seriously at all. And I'd be like, you know what, Charles S. Dutton, for fucking five hundred dollars a day, how about a little professionalism? There's there's been a murder. <laughs> and secondly, how about I got a guest room? You're sleeping in my house. Yeah, That's- you know what, Johnny Depp? Just get the fuck out of that cabin, okay? Yeah, also, 2004, man. The age of fucking little like cameras you can put in your house or outside your house. Right. And they can't. I mean, if you're a fucking published author who has enough fucking for this house and the house that Maria Bello and Timothy Hutton are living in. Right. You're fine. You can pay the $1,000 to have the two cameras there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess looking at it in hindsight, now that we know the gloriously bad twist of yeah. this film, perhaps because it's all in his head, he's also doing stuff to safeguard the, the whole... Because if he leaves... Right, well, yeah. I mean, if he leaves the the cabin, right, like... The thing's over with. Yeah. Like, the fantasy's yeah. broken. So he has to stay in the woods. So I guess that's why... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I guess that's why he doesn't leave the, the house. It would be great, though, if it was, like, a droopy dog cartoon and he's going all <laughs> over the world and, like, he keeps opening up. You stole my... <laughs> closes, gets into a plane, goes to Tahiti, and, like, there's a fucking... You know, he comes out of a pot. He's like, story! And it's just, God damn it! I would love that movie. I would love a live action gag like that. It would be so great. Why not? This movie's dog shit anyway. So at one point he's he says to Charles S. Dutton, he's like, Oh, and by the way, I think I have a copy of this magazine. Again, we're not calling the agent to immediately get this taken care of. Yeah. I have a copy of the magazine at my house in the Bronx where Maria Bello still lives with Timothy Hutton. Let me go there and yeah. I'll just I'll go get it really quickly. And my God. You want to talk about boiling blood? Oh God! The Andrew Jupin story. He pulls up. Yep. And he's watching them from afar, like Maria Bello and Tim Hutton are like preparing to leave for the day or whatever, and he's watching from a distance, like across the street. And he talks to himself a lot in this movie. He starts talking. He starts speaking talking head lyrics as he's looking at them, Uh, and he's going, "This is not my beautiful house." This is not my beautiful wife. Oh, in the days go by. <laughs> I wanted to spit on my television. I could, the audacity of this movie to do something. And you know that they're like, you know what, Johnny? Yeah, just quote David Byrne. That'll be really fucking cool, man. Uh, how about we swap out instead of uh, a silly hat? John Turturro's wearing a big David Byrne suit this whole movie. <laughs> He opens the door, and he's in a huge gray suit, and there's a floor lamp next to him, and he's dancing with it. You stole my story. I want to play a tape for you. (laughs) Shut up. Man. That would be worse, though. It would be. Well, he burns his house down, and again... (laughs) Here's the thing. Burning down the house. <laughs> hey, another great one. 
He also coolly leaves out a Hunter S. Thompson book. You know I like Hunter... Yes, we know, Johnny. Shut up. <laughs> You're in every fucking goddamn documentary made about Hunter S. Thompson. We fucking get it already. We, yeah. we could start a documentary about Hunter S. Thompson tomorrow, <laughs> and the day after, we could nail an interview with Johnny Depp. No, he's calling us. <laughs> we don't even have to announce that we're doing it. He just senses it. My Google alert went off that you announced you're going to make a Hunter S. Thompson documentary. I need to be in it. I heard that there's a Doonesbury documentary. I'll take it. <laughs> I love Gary Trudeau. <laughs> he gets it. And I mean, so here's the problem is like, so he burns down this house, right? Yeah. And he's not, I mean. He, uh, burns down the house in the Bronx, by the way. Yeah, not burns, the I apologize. Yeah, he burns down the house in the Bronx. Maria Bello's not in it. Nobody dies. But um, now, oh, my God, the only copy of the magazine is gone. What are we going to do? I guess we still have two and a half more days before John Turturro shows up. I conveniently <laughs> gave myself three days. <laughs> my, uh, my other personality conveniently gave me three days to straighten out this fake situation. But he's not an arsonist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like the, the, they're, they're, it's a real whodunit about who burned this house down. He's a fucking writer who's crazy as fuck who puts on an evil hat and burns down his houses. It's not something where, like, he would successfully get away with arson for a second. And it's always the ex-husband. And, by the way, okay, they say it's a champagne bottle and he did a Molotov cocktail. The champagne bottle is in perfect condition. Yeah, I don't You know, could yeah. dust that thing beautifully. That's just bad from the prop department. Like, yeah. what are you even talking about? He burned a house down with a Molotov and cocktail, and you've got three quarters of the bottle intact? <laughs> Give me a break. That's an easy writing fix. Just be like, oh, we had no, there's no evidence. We don't know what did it. You because know? no one cares anyway. Who gives a shit? And again, they're going through a messy divorce. It's his house that he's losing in the divorce. He burns it down, and they're like, oh, wait, you said that there's a mysterious Mississippi man that doesn't exist? Oh, my God, <laughs> let's, let's chase down that fake angle. <laughs> Also, where were you? Oh, uh, I was by myself. Sleeping on my couch. I was taking a nap in my cabin. Have you had these Doritos? <laughs> they're really, they're, they're addicting. So at one point, uh, I don't remember when exactly this happens in the movie. I think it's like the second time he comes back to the house. It's So he goes into the, the city and they meet with a divorce attorney mm-hmm. and it's whatever. Oh, no, it's in, it's in the insurance oh, the insu- oh, right. It's after the house burns down. Yeah. It's the insurance agent who's hilariously also just been through a divorce. And she's this sad sack like, oh, a divorce, huh? Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is fucking – this is David Kep's little fucking I'm a clever screenwriter fucking bullshit. Is that every goddamn scene has to be something like – I don't know. I can't really tell if there's a difference between reality and fiction. Uh, when you get divorced, it's kind of like you're separated from yourself. Yeah. And it's all it's dropped out yeah. throughout this fucking movie. Like, oh, my God, it's coming. <laughs> hey, audience, uh, just then, while you're sitting there eating fish, uh, <laughs> have you realized that no one else is talking to John Turturro but me in this movie? Think about it. <laughs> and you can almost piece that together from the, like, the very beginning. Like the first time he's talking to Turturro, or maybe like the second time they're out on the front lawn. And someone drives by and honks the horn. Yeah. And like you see the dude from the truck waving. And John Turturro waves back. And I'm just like, yeah, clearly it's just Johnny Depp that's standing there. Yep. Like that's what that's going to be used yep. for. Because that guy in the truck isn't a character. No. You know, it's only when he's like, hey, Charles S. Dutton. 
why don't you go ask that guy who drove by in the truck? He saw me with John Turturro the other day. And it's like, all right, yeah, he's going to go ask him, and he's going to say that he only waved to you and there was no one else there. Like, of course that's going to happen. That he's going to be in a trunk dead or something. Like, obviously. But what I love, it's my favorite, it's my flat out favorite part of this movie is Johnny Depp calls Charles S. Dutton. And or maybe Charles S. Dutton calls him because I think it's he, Johnny Depp keeps walking into the house when the phone is ringing yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So he picks it up and he's like, hey, "This better be Charles S. Dutton," and, <laughs> it, and it is. And we cut to Charles S. Dutton, and he is laying on a bed with one hand behind his head, the other one holding the phone, and he's in nothing but jockey shorts yeah. and like an open button-down business shirt. Yeah, he this is. is how he's talking to people on the fucking phone. I never need to see Charles S. Dutton like this well, that, ever. I mean, that's post nine hundred number. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he is spent, and now I guess I'll get back to business. Yeah, he's like, hey, I've been trying to call you for a while, so I dialed one nine hundred hot sex to kill some time. That's yeah. sex with two X's. Oh, by the way, yeah, the phone bill's going to Johnny Depp. The fucking Paperville view is going. The pay-per-view bill is going to Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charles S. Dutton's a guy who knows how to put up a, an expense account. <laughs> well, here's everything that I had to do while I was working for you, pornography included. Well, I appreciate the Doritos here, but really? Domino's? That much Domino's? <laughs> I mean, this is, Christ, three times a day. Taco Bell delivers? <laughs> Well, the best part is when uh, Maria Bella tells him that his house burned down. Again, the phone, uh, he unplugs the phone a lot because he's a writer and he really loves taking naps. <laughs> and he plugs the phone back in. It starts ringing immediately. And it's a little chilling and he picks it up and it's his wife crying. And she's like, oh, my God. Well, no, it's not like that. She's like, where were you? What is your problem? What were you doing? And he's like, well, I was taking a nap. She's like, that's so like you. By the way, our house burned down. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, that's... That's the headline, Maria Bella. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, my God, the house burned down. What the fuck's wrong? You could go, go into why you didn't pick up the phone yep. after that. You got to lead with the house burned down. Yeah. Where were you? Mm -hmm. The most you can put before the house burned down is I've been trying to call you. Yes, yes. exactly. It's I've been trying to call you. The house burned down. Where have you been? Yeah, not that's, the other way around. You that's can't. the order. If you don't want to lead with the house burning down, that's the only thing that you can put in front of it. The nap is at the bottom. <laughs> you put it at the bottom of all of that. Yeah, you don't give a shit what he was doing. You have to tell him the His house burned down. History of a history of napping, <laughs> which is the other title for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really I don't need it like fucking it, it, there's a house of the fucking it's gone and like there's this whole argument and actually we're gonna my favorite part of this is in the insurance thing uh, the insurance meeting when Johnny Depp starts scolding Timothy Hutton oh yeah and that's... just like wagging his finger like this isn't yours bip like <laughs> well you know to be fair here Timothy Hutton has no business being at this insurance meeting he really doesn't it's it should be Maria Bello and Johnny yes. Depp. They're the people yep. that own the house. Their possessions are in it. You know, he's saying, like, we split up six months ago, but I still have a bunch of stuff there. I haven't moved out. Timothy Hutton has no fucking business being here. And he does start looking over the form with them. Yeah. And the lady's like, 
actually Timothy Hutton. It's against the law for you to look at this if Johnny Depp doesn't want you but to. But clearly Johnny Depp wants to fucking have it with this. Like, cause he, Why didn't you walk into the room and be like, get the fuck out of here. You well, have no business. But, why didn't yeah. the lawyer say, get the fuck out of here. This is not your meeting. Well, yeah. because he's a real straw man, this Timothy, this Timothy <laughs> Hutton character. You know what I mean? Like, it's just He's only made to be like, oh, that fucking shitty fucking adulterated piece of shit. His name is Ted, by the way, of course. Yeah. Every adulterer is named Ted. <laughs> is he the adulterer, though? Well, like, how does that work? I think they're both adulterers if you're, in, in do, you're doing it, right? Isn't that how it is? I don't know. I mean, she's certainly an adulteress. That's, yeah. that, that's not even. I a mean, question. if Timothy Hutton was married, he's also then an adulterer. Yeah. Also, by the way, Hutton, Dutton, are they the same character? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I've actually, I was going to say this for the end because I realized they, they do a little name necking at the bottom there at the, when the credits go up. It's <laughs> Charles, S., you know, Charles S. Dutton and Timothy Hutton. And I was like, ooh, new fucking TNT show leverage is over with Hutton and Dutton getting into scrapes. <laughs> and maybe you flip the script and, you know, Dutton is the, the, the buttoned up type and Hutton's the maniac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like. Franklin and Bash, Hutton and Dutton. Like, right <laughs> after it. I, I think you've got something. And Le- get- Lethal Weapon, the series? Yeah. <laughs> and you could get really meta with it, though, too, is they could be playing Charles S. Dutton and Timothy Hutton, <laughs> and the whole, the whole conceit is like, you know, we decided to give up acting and become private detectives in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, abs- oh, man, it'd be great. They go up against a Simpsons-esque Big Daddy. It could be like a Ray Donovan, like H- Hollywood yep. crime. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. That's how you fucking make Hollywood would homicide by the yeah. way harrison ford and this is how you sell the series is a nervous charles S. dutton getting on a ninja motorcycle but still <laughs> following it a lead and he's trying to he's trying to use his cell phone at the same time yeah, he doesn't quite have a hold on it quite yet yeah, he's calling timothy hutton who's in bed with a lady and yeah. he's like <laughs> you gotta get down here right now hutton and dutton this fall, we know drama. I'm tailing Jeffrey Jones right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the lead villain of the series is Jeffrey Jones. Playing Jeffrey Jones. I mean, if you're out there, Hollywood producer, I want, we just want a little taste. I, I, I mean, it would be great if we could be showrunners. That's, I'd love that. Sure. But, but I, you've got the money. I get it. Just give us a little taste. A little something on the back end. Not that we, you know, we would obviously be grateful for the opportunity to be showrunners on Hutton and Dutton. But just the credit there, a little bit of the scratch our way, that's all. Maybe just like a signed photo of Hutton and Dutton. <laughs> signed Photograph. With them, with the, the Hutton and Dutton is how they have to sign it too. <laughs> yeah. Hutton plus Dutton. Which one of them writes the plus sign? Uh, you know what? Give that to Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones can write. The That's plus how sign. he makes his mark. He just. I don't want him to sign. sign it. But I just want to have the story. Actually, no, Jeffrey Jones put that plus sign. Hey, on Chris, there. you want me to sign your photo too? Nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. So. <laughs> Are the three days up yet in this movie? <laughs> yeah, the three, he's got the three bags of Doritos he's gone through. By the way, if you're so depressed, when are you having the time to color your hair? Because this is a weekly occurrence. Yeah. Like It's just like, oh, I'm just shacked up in this, in this main town until I go back into the city every week and Ronaldo does it. Does a really good job. He keeps it nice and even. Uh, I mean, it's a weird, like, the way his hair looks, he's got like... Foot long length hair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like six inches of that is like bleach blonde. Yeah. I have a feeling it's a thing where like those fucking roots just grew out and he's just leaving it for that long. <laughs> 
that he's got six inches of dye job and then the rest is the natural hair color. Or at the end, when he has indeed cracked and Maria Bello is going through the house, she just opens a door and it's just a fucking pile of just for men. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking empty boxes piled to the ceiling. I would love it if he's, like, eating a bunch of Doritos and he's got, like, orange fingers and he just takes his blonde locks and just starts working it in there. Well, he fucking puts it wherever he likes. He puts it in his pencil drawer. There's Doritos in his pencil drawer. Fucking dog probably ate too many Doritos. That dog's fucking farting. That's the last thing you want when you're trying to write a new story is a farting dog by your side. Stop distracting me with your farts. Mm, That's pretty scary. Sounds like Dreamcatcher, and he starts writing it. <laughs> mm, the story's about canine flatulence. Thanks, Thank you, go for it, Chico. <laughs> so you get you get a story credit. <laughs> Inspired by a story by Chico, Richard Bachman and Chico. Speaking of Richard Bachman, man, there is a oh, joke in an here, an annoying joke, where the cleaning lady, like you know, oh, yeah. he's like, "It's I didn't write this story. It's by a guy named John Shooter." And she's like, oh, I thought that was a synonym. And, and he's like, uh, he's like uh, or a pseudonym, rather. And he's like, uh, no, real writers don't use pseudonyms. I wouldn't do that. Get it? Richard everybody ba- stop. Stop eating your fish. I'm going to wink at everybody right now. Stephen King, Richard Bachman, get it? Stephen, would you like to come out and wink <laughs> at the audience? Like uh, a cane field and a high wind. Ew. <laughs> so... Uh, at this point, Totoro comes back and ups the stake, and he's like, look, you not only did you steal my story, but you ruined the ending. <laughs> and, he's like, and the ending goes like this. Uh, wh- oh, my God. What is, it's the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. just farting. It's literally the dumbest sentence anyone's ever written. And it's like, <laughs> and, and John Corbett, look, John Corbett, why not? And John, <laughs> sure. He, that guy is playing the fucking agent on Hutton and Dutton. FYI. Um, <laughs> guys, I've got a wacky idea here. The roles are drying up in Hollywood. I got you jobs as private detectives. <laughs> but he's also like playing kind of a chief. Like when they like botch a job. Oh, yeah. He's getting angry. He's like, oh, yeah. Fist, like fist down on the table. <laughs> you could or have had sex with the witness's wife. <laughs> And Hutton's Hutton like, whatever, Dutton. man. Yeah. So, no, he's like, and he sat there as he grabbed another ear of corn from the steel steaming bowl. <laughs> if I believe she's dead, it's a mystery even to me. And it's like, are you, why is so, corn involved in this? Why is corn involved with this, first of all? And I think it's something like, soon enough, she'll be dead long enough that her death will be a mystery, a mystery even to me. Yeah. Even to me. Yeah. Oh, well, fucking great. The corn is what gets me every time. And they say it three times because this movie really likes, likes to set itself up. And it's like, he's like, oh, like that line about the corn. Got it. Remember the corn? <laughs> corn the, works. Corn is never scary. Doritos are never scary. Oh, corn, corn chips? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Dorito chips? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, corn's not even really scary in Children of the Corn. No, it's not. It's got nothing to do with corn. Stephen King just likes putting stupid things in his stupid stories. So he's like, you got to fix the story. And you got to. He's like, he kills her at the end. And he's like, oh, uh, well, I'll 
you know what? I just realized my agent has is like, all right, I'll be back in two and a half days now. <laughs> I'll give you another two and a no, half no. days to track down your literary agent. No, no, no. Just wait there. I'll get him on the <laughs> phone and you can talk to him and we can straight this whole thing out. <laughs> no, no. I do believe I'm going to go back to the cane field. Oh, you know what? Come to think of it, I realized that the internet exists and clearly my story would be, uh, this magazine would be uh, digitized at this point. Or I could go to the library and get some periodicals and microfiche. I'm sure that that, that periodical would be there they're acting like his cabin is in like the northern territory in canada <laughs> yes. like it's just somewhere in upstate new york yep. no it's it's again the walter white he's out in the middle of nowhere in the cabin it's so god damn it it's you're right though steve it's 2004 clickety clack find that shit <laughs> yeah, exactly. even in this small lake town there's an internet cafe i yep. know there's an internet cafe because you know the old guys around the lake don't know don't want to get no computer that's not for me well the small towns have internet cafes in 2004 because every other town stopped having internet cafes in 2001 <laughs> yeah so it's definitely there yeah so he's like, all right, two and a half days, I'll come back. <laughs> and there's this big mystery between, you know, Dutton is like, oh, I'm trying to find this other guy. He says he didn't see him, but I think, I think he's nervous. Well, you know what? Tomorrow morning, we're, we're going to go out and we're going to talk to him. And the next day, he goes into town. Depp wakes up too late. His car is on. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And he goes into town. <laughs> he goes to the diner. He's like, where's this guy? Where's Charles's Dutton? Nobody knows where they are. He gets back to his house. And oh, my God. It's that guy's house. It's that. It's that other. It's the the white guy who whose, whose truck it is who drove by randomly for no, forty eight no. minutes ago. <laughs> He's dead, and Charles's Dutton is dead in the back. And my, my favorite part of this movie to give it. A nice rule of three here is he looks, there's blood everywhere, and he's got blood all over his hand, and he looks up at a squirrel. Oh, and man. The squir- it's a real, like, close-in yeah. shot of the, yeah. and the squirrel's like, oh, fuck, I saw everything. And the score goes up, by the The score way. goes, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. This menacing squirrel in this movie. And the squirrel runs, like, he looks at him, and he's like, did I do it? <laughs> and then just runs away. Oh, man. Oh. If, if it was a squirrel that yeah. did the whole thing? Yeah. The squirrel medicine. is also John Turturro. <laughs> they, bur- they buried the squirrel in a pet cemetery, Chris, and it yeah. came back to Menace's life. <laughs> the guy also has a screwdriver in his head, and Charles S. Dutton has been chopped with an axe. <laughs> Again, and, I know, and that, that, here's the problem with your bullshit twist ending. Not only does it negate the movie. But it also makes you tap dance around this movie to make this this ending twisty and surprising. Yeah. And I don't get to see any of the shit that I want to see. Exactly. Well, any All this, like, aftermath killing shit is obnoxious. Well, here is the problem with showing the, this uh, Charles S. Dutton's death, uh, Charles S. Dutton's death specifically. Yeah. You have to make, I mean, this would be movie magic. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp or John Turturro. Beating Charles S. Dutton in a murdering contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me see it, buddy. Yeah, totally. Dude, uh, Yeah, how on earth are you going to get the drop on Charles S. Dutton? Especially after you, kill, you killed the, the, the old white guy first. He saw him put the fucking screwdriver yeah. in his skull. Dutton's getting out, and he's ready for you. And uh, he's packing heat, Chris. He's already packing heat. He brings it up several times in the movie beforehand that he's got a firearm on him. Yeah. And he says something. What's kind of funny is, and again, it just made me keep thinking about, like, 
what kind of authority does Charles S. Dutton actually have as whatever his job is in this movie? Because when they set up the whole plan, he's like, we're going to go talk to him. 9 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be there. I'm going to be packing. By the way, bring your gun, is what he says to Johnny Depp. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? What the fuck are you talking? Now it's just like free-range revenge. <laughs> we're just going out after these guys. What are you talking about? Bring your gun, too? Johnny Depp has no authority to be waving a gun in somebody's face. He's just a plagiarist. <laughs> He's just a blonde, bleached blonde Zach Morris plagiarist. <laughs> Time out. Everybody take a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. So he's fucking John Turturro. Like, that's it. Well, that's, that, that, that's the thing. Is he goes back to his house, and he's like, I better call the police. And then, like, a voice is like, you can't call the police? And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm crazy. And then, oh, man, it's not John Turturro. Because this is my nightmare. This is my actual nightmare. It's Johnny Depp talking to another Johnny Depp. And when it starts off, it's first just the voice. And you've heard him talk to himself in his head before. So you're like, all right, it's fine. But then a really bad CGI dual screen Johnny Depp comes out. And it's like, it's so bad. Like, they're not looking each other in the (laughs) eye. Like, the fake one's looking at the real one's nose. Harris Eulin comes out. He's like, bye, see, you found your clone. You were so busy, I had to build another clone for you. <laughs> Little multiplicity joke for the one man that got it. And so, <laughs> and so then it's like the other Johnny Depp is wherever the real Johnny Depp turns. So there's like six of them in this house, and they're all just talking about shit. And all these other Johnny Depps. Tell real Johnny Depp that he's John Turturro. And we get these fucking flashbacks of him putting on the murdering hat because it's a murdering hat that, that John Turturro wears. It's evil. It's an evil hat. Yeah. It's, it, we see him buy it and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, and he's like kind of like, you know, putting on a show for Maria Bella. He's like, oh, I'm from Mississippi. And he's like, oh my God, I was John Turturro the whole time. Yeah, he like, you see him making up the person. He's like, oh, I'm John Shooter. Oh, isn't that funny? We're antiquing right now. <laughs> And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. And it's like, it's a really bad version of the usual suspects looking at the fucking board at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, you're just seeing him put together this stupid character. And it's like, he says in the movie, Turturro says, like, he's from whatever town in Mississippi. Yeah. And it turns out, like, that's the town from Tennessee that Timothy Hutton's character is from. And it's, there's a bunch of, like, Tony Scott, like, flashbacks to like washed out green and yellow bullshit those those washed out flashbacks are, it's fucking terrible and the only time it actually kind of works is when they flash back to the motel confrontation and there's no like you can't hear what they're saying but it's just johnny depp screaming at the two of them like it's actually kind of horrifying yeah. like if you put more of that into your actual movie you got a horror story on your hands here yeah, like well Let's identify him as the villain the whole time. Like it's you can make a suspense if I know he's evil or yeah. like you know what I mean. Like and the, here's I mean a, a fucking movie about a guy. Okay, so a guy's already been like sued for plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Does it again? Yeah. And then it's all about him trying to fucking you know loose ends like clearing yeah. up loose ends from his point of view. Yeah. Like panicked, like really disgusting, pathetic person. It's and, like if shattered glass started killing all yeah. the people that were <laughs> yeah, going to oh, yeah. blow yeah. the fucking whistle. Yeah, oh yeah, that's man. That's what T- I want. 
Take that, Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> and Hank Azaria. And Peter Sarsgaard. Well, he's not taking up Peter Sarsgaard. And poor Melanie Linsky. My God. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's when... So it twists, and then we cut to... Again, like, because we're breaking the movie's rules all together. We're in Maria Bello's house for, for a while, and she's like... Sure. I'm going to, you know, I got to go. Oh, my God, he's going to sign the papers. I think he's really upset. I really care about him. I'm going to go. And, like, Timothy Hutton's like, well, all right. Talk to you later, movie. But I, I, I do have to point this out. I hate this sure. uh, more than I hate almost anything else in this movie. Whoa. Um, she calls him mm-hmm. to say, you know, okay, I'm coming. It's fucking, okay, I'm coming over. I'm, yeah. It's happening. But the, the scene begins with her crying on the phone to him, and she just drops a... Do you think it's because we lost the baby? Oh, oh, oh you're ooh, so right. Ooh, 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 ooh. I totally Final had a act, note. Fucking, we lost the baby? No. No, 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 no. No, get it out of here. You're 53 minutes too late for is it because we lost the baby turns. I will. Oh, yeah. I will say you, that is the bread and the butter of bad short story collections is yeah. the lo- the third, the third act. And then we lost the baby, or because huh. we lost the baby, or yeah. ever since we lost the baby. <laughs> you just ran out. There was no more air left in your body. Because I was tired of it. <laughs> so she's speeding off, and then, like, it's stupid, and Timothy Hutton's like, well, I gave her a five-minute head start. Now I'm going to speed off. So she gets there, and if we're going f- to fucking plagiarize ourselves. We're writing shoot shooter all over the cabin. Oh, and it's eerie, isn't it, everybody? Yeah. And it's carved into the walls, which is a really important detail for the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's ca- it's literally carved into the walls. Shoot her or shoot shooter, and then like she's trying to piece together what it means. And it's like, oh my god, shoot her. <laughs> oh, oh, don't you get it? And it's and this is it's it's two like big Stephen King ripoff things like in one because it's like the same word all over the wall. Right, the same word in The Shining on the piece of paper. Yeah. Right, it's it's just it's right there. And then the same thing with the wordplay: shoot her, red rum. Yeah, fucking fuck you, dude. How are you a millionaire? And David Kip wrote Jurassic Park: shoot her, shoot her. <laughs> oh, it all fucking fits. It It'd be great if old dude's like shoot her. Get out of here, Muldoon. <laughs> all right, talk to you later. <laughs> sure, you don't need help. Kill it. No, all right. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> He's but, the dead baby. He's, but, the, he's the manifestation of the dead and baby. And Muldoon as the dead baby. <laughs> and the worst part about this is he's wearing the evil hat and he's talking in, a, in an even worse southern accent. <sighs> it's so fucking bad. And he's not acknowledging that he's Johnny Depp. He keeps calling himself John Shooter or whatever. And she's like, oh my god, you're crazy. And then like a bad fight happens for a while. There is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> Only John Shooter. And I also think Maria Bello could kick the shit out of Johnny Depp also. Like, honestly. (laughs) Like, she could knock his fucking little teeth out. I'm pretty sure she could. She does yoga, like, every day. Mm -hmm. He's fucking still eating those Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) She was on the remake of that, uh... Prime Suspect. Yeah, which wasn't, like, a bad... For as terrible as American remakes of English TV shows get, like, that wasn't that bad. And she's, like, a real hard apple in that movie. Like, yeah, she could totally kick... His and, ass. And that's kind of actually I feel bad because I thought that's where Maria Bella was going to go. She was going to find a nice, comfortable TV show just yeah. to fucking be good at for a qu- for quite some time. And the problem is, much like with this movie, 
She had a silly hat on the whole time. <laughs> she did. I remember that. And yeah. That's why that fucking shot. That's the canceled. real problem. She, she had like a kind of a moonwalker hat. Yep. Because well, it, yep. it was it was it wasn't prime suspect as much as it was prime hat. And everyone yeah. was like, oh, I don't watch prime hat. And it's it's like now we got. I, it's lucky it's getting a second season because fucking the blacklist is the same thing. It could be called James Spader wears stupid hats. That's all. I mean, and a stupid black jacket all the time as well. You can't just have a stupid hat in your movie or your TV show. <laughs> it, it, it's distracting, and it's a problem. Unless it's Mad Men, and everyone's wearing stupid hats because it's the fashion. You can't just have a singular person wearing a stupid hat because it's a person wearing a stupid hat, and everyone's going to be paying attention to it the whole time. A hat can't be a character plot point, all yeah, right? You're right. You're goddamn that's, right. That's the problem. Is, and that's this movie all over. He puts on the hat and becomes evil. Yep. Now it's just a murder hat. It's a crime hat. <laughs> And he's wearing it the rest of the movie when he does all the nefarious deeds. And it's such horseshit, too, because instead of attempting to fight back in any way, much like other female Stephen King characters, she just becomes fucking Shelley Duvall in The Shining yeah. and just starts screaming and running yeah. around the house. Screaming and, like, weak punching him. No, no, close your fist, which you know how to do, and knock his glasses off. Yeah, totally. Like, that's all you... No one could close. Apparently, women don't know how to close their fists in movies. Like ever, it's always that like open hand. Like I'm gonna hit you with my wrist. It's also, like a professional wrestler punching someone in the face. Exactly. And fine. Yeah, he's eating the Doritos, and she's probably you know having smoothies every morning with yeah. spinach and fucking you know things that are good for you. A good old kale smoothie. He's also been sleeping for what seems to be a month. <laughs> His fucking muscle mass is for shit. He can't do any of this. No, I love his, his legs are just atrophied and yeah, he's, he's trying to chase after her. That's how that happens. I totally, yeah, I, I really think she could take him. I really do. <laughs> and sure as fuck, I mean, Timothy Hutton well, could Timoth- kill him. Timothy Hutton does fill the Scatman Crothers role in this movie. Yeah. He certainly does. So, like, we go out into the se- we go out into the secret garden, and she like trips. Now she's really groggy, and he's like, "Now I'm going to explain the whole movie to you. Sit down. <laughs> are you done with your fish yet? You know, you can't just have that on your lap. It's going to stink the entire time. Hey, lady, the credits are coming. You might want to finish that up. <laughs> you didn't. Er, you didn't even take off the fucking skin. Are you fucking serious? This is a movie theater, madam. <laughs> You know who eats fish like that? Garfield. <laughs> or <laughs> bums. Garfield or homeless people are the only entities that would eat a fish like that. I have a question for you, madam. Are you a fat orange cat or a bum? <laughs> so, at this point, Timothy Hutton shows up because it's been three minutes and he, he was literally three minutes behind her. Yeah. And he does the old loudmouth thing like, Things are knocked over. There's a little blood on the stab, but he starts doing the, hey, I'm coming. I'm, I'm getting involved. <laughs> you see that shit? Hey, you do your little, it's 2004 again. Call the police immediately on the cell phone. Yep. Get all the information you can out immediately. Oh, yeah. And then maybe start sneaking around and, you know, figure this shit out and take down Johnny Depp, who you're two and a half feet taller than. Put away your air horn. <laughs> Put it away. You don't need it. Instead, he just gets hit in the face with this shovel. And he's down for the count. And Maria Bello's screaming because, like, she falls and hits her head, right? So she's, like, out of it. Yeah. And then you see Johnny Depp doing the old, like, raising the shovel up and, like, bringing it down on Timothy Hutton to really get the death blow in. Where was, where was David Cronenberg's history of violence guy for that shot? Yep. That's what, that's, let, let's, do, let's do it. We're I want to see doing that it. head come off. Or that first 15 minutes of Only God Forgives. Yeah. 
Just yep. a big old fucking mass of something. Oh, or, yeah. Or even Jeff Bridges at the end of fucking The Vanishing. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> shovel in the face. Oh. <laughs> that Vanishing remake? Yes. That's... There's very few great, like, metal to the face thing. I feel it's like, yeah, that Jeff Bridges fucking Vanishing remake, Home Alone's got good metal <laughs> to the face. Like that iron to Daniel yeah. Stern's face. Oh, yeah. I There's mean, ways to do it. You know the way to not do it? Off screen. No, yeah. But, well, this movie's PG-13, too, because why the fuck not? And, <sighs> like, I mean, they, they might have, like, toned it down because they realized Pirates was so big and they wanted to get some of that audience. Yeah. I don't know. It's, well, uh, that's. I mean, that is something that I do feel like they're, uh, we were talking about missing reels. I think there's a missing reel from this. Yeah. Because there's just too much that's rushed. Yeah. Like, I, and, but weirdly, it feels longer. Like, I, I don't get it. I was shocked when you said the runtime of this film because I really thought it was, like, over two hours. I thought we were in a longer-than-Star Wars situation. The other thing, though, is when he is revealing, like, oh, by the way, I am John Turturro, you, he, you see the flashback of, that, of the car incident. Yeah. And it's like he just, like, rakes the axe over Charles S. Dutton, like, really quickly and then, like, jams the no. dude in the head. And you don't really see any of it. It's, like, no. such quick-cut editing that there's, like, nothing there. Let's do it, everybody. What, what else am I sitting here for for, two and a, for 90 minutes? It's an it's, – it's, you know what, Steve? It's an actor's movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's about the performances. <laughs> Um, you know, it's really, you know, it's John Turturro and Johnny Depp coming together to perform for the audience. But it's not, I mean, it's just Johnny Depp, John, for 96 minutes. And like, you said it again, and I still refuse to believe that this movie's only 96 minutes. So here's the last piece here is, and she's screaming her head off because she's a dumb woman and then she gets killed, right? And That's all she can do. We black we black out. We come back to the town, and it's some time later. Johnny Depp has new glasses on for some reason <laughs> and braces because that's what character depth is. I guess is when you get braces. He's got and braces. He's got his hair is now cut into like a bob. Yeah. yeah. Also, he also got the lighter shade of Just for Men. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he got a, it's a little bit more blonde. A little the bit hair more red. is all. It's all one color now. Yeah. yeah. It's like a blonde bob is what he's got going yeah. on. And, like, there was a, the UPS girl, by the way, because UPS paid almost as much as Jiff and Doritos. Almost. Uh, but uh, not as much as Mountain Dew. No, no. Flirted with him a little bit. And so she's in the town, and, like, he sees her, and he flirts with her back. And she's grossed out by him, and everybody knows he's a murderer. It's like, that's kind of the twist. It's like, oh, my God, everybody knows. And the sheriff shows up to his house when he's, like, typing away... And the house, by the way, all the scraping and the walls of Shooter, all gone somehow? Just gone, yeah. You replaced all the wood, load-bearing walls. Like, what are you talking about? Who did that about? work, by the way? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's like, we don't have enough to put you away, Johnny, but we will one day. And just stay out of town. And he's, I'm sorry, but you have all the evidence you need. Like, the house burned down. Who did that? Now this woman and her lover are missing. Yep. He's the prime effing suspect. Everybody knows it. And like, he, he seems a lot more relaxed. Maybe check his enormous backyard where those fucking bodies might be buried. <laughs> totally. Also, he definitely threw the car with Charles S. Dutton yes. and that white guy off a cliff. Into a lake that's like three feet deep. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a quarry. It's like fucking shallow grave. It's a it, quarry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, way better movie. Oh, way, 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 way. 
And he's got braces. Here's a problem if you ever had braces. He's got braces and he's eating corn on the cob. Not possible. (laughs) (laughs) What does it say that he's moved from uh, powdered cheesy corn chips to corn on the cob? Maybe it's like a re-getting back with nature kind of. Maybe those braces aren't real. (laughs) That's how he can do it. It's fake braces. (laughs) Sure. Well, that's the whole twist is, is like then we, we the last shot of the movie is we go out to the backyard and there's corn where the dead bodies are. And it's like, oh, fuck. So I guess it's been months and months and months. And then no, he's got this corn crop. How are you not getting a warrant for this dude's house? How on earth are you not getting a warrant? Steve, this is the same sheriff who didn't know that killing a dog <laughs> was cruelty to animals. Also, Charles S. Dutton works at what seems to be the tenth floor of Trump Tower. Yes, like it's it's beautiful. Nobody. His yeah. last case, he went to fucking the, yep, yep, out in yep. the middle of fucking nowhere. Yep, to investigate Johnny Depp's stupid ass thing, <laughs> and he never came back. Nobody's coming to fucking ask about him. Uh, Margo, I'll be back after the weekend. I'm going up to. The- Going up to the country to investigate Johnny Depp's stupid ass thing. <laughs> I'll be back on Monday. But yeah. definitely put that down in my agenda because that's what I do because I'm a businessman. So everyone knows where I'm going. Talk to you later. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, people are coming for Charles S. Daniel Steele is wondering where her guy is. <laughs> Dean Koontz is wondering where her, his guy is. Like, these, this guy is important. <laughs> this guy's a fucking power player. Where is the literary cleaner? <laughs> what happened to him? Dan Brown is ringing off the hooks. He got cut off in traffic. Thought the Vatican did it. Oh, it's those clowns at the Vatican. They're trying to run me off the road. Got shortchanged at a Burger King. <laughs> Vatican did it. <laughs> fucking told the Vatican. I gave him a 20. I got changed for a fucking 10. Whopper don't cost that much. Dan Brown. <laughs> fucking Vatican. <laughs> I love if he's like caught cheating on his wife. It's like she comes home like, what the fuck is this? He's like, oh, what? Oh, oh fucking Vatican. God damn it. Vatican set me up. <laughs> Thought it was you. JP2 had a hand in this. <laughs> Blaming JP2. Specifically <laughs> JP2. No, not the, not the Nazi or the new one. But... <laughs> oh, man. That's a great Showtime show for you, Chris. Is the Nazi and the new one? <laughs> Chronicling. It's, it's, the... No, it's my Ken Burns documentary about the last couple of years. <laughs> How many zoom in and outs can you have of Pope pictures, by the way? You would think only 200. <laughs> He'll get a fucking 12-part miniseries out of it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, so it's like they're buried under this corn, which is also weird because it's like, are you eating them? Like, is that yeah, what you so, think is happening? Yeah. I'm getting their essence through corn. Nom, nom, nom. With fucking braces on. My, that's almost as bad as Starbursts. <laughs> that's almost as bad as eating Starbursts. And you're speaking as someone who's had, who had braces yeah. for a very oh, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, you, can't, you can't be eating corn on the cob, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're sawing it off. Yeah, nicely. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Eating it off a plate separately. <laughs> oh, man, that's just no way to live. <laughs> that's not my America. And that's the fucking end of the movie, man. He smiles at the sheriff, and it's like, it's all about the ending. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what he keeps saying. And guess what? Your ending sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucking did. And your your whole thing, how does it end, right? It's like the corn, and we're just like... We're doing like a real like pan down. We're yeah. like tilting down, 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 and it goes like down 
underground kind of, but it's just really transitioning to black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the last we see. That's the last shot. Right? Yeah. There's no, like, fingers sticking out of the ground or nothing like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank God I fucking wrote this down because it's going into the black, and you think it's going to, like, go underground. You're going to see bodies or something, but it just goes to black. Cut back to an extreme close-up of him taking a bite out of the corn on the cob. Yeah. And then that's the last thing you see. Oh, why, oh, why is that necessary? (laughs) Why is any of it necessary? And there's still... Yeah, go ahead. I got nothing. Well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I don't know how much of sticklers you guys are for sticking around through the credits. But I stick around through the credits Uh for reasons like this, okay? Because you never know when a real nugget's going to come along. The end of the credits for this movie, right? There's no video. Mm -hmm. It's all audio. Sure. Of Johnny Depp singing that... Uh, Mama's little baby likes shortening, shortening. No, Mama's little really? baby likes shortening bread. But the whole thing, he's singing it. And if you're just listening to it, it sounds like he's singing it while he's jerking off. <laughs> okay? Here's some audio of the end of this movie. Mama's little baby loves shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby loves shortening bread. Short bread. Mama's little baby. It's fucking disgusting, and it means nothing. Like, what do you fuck? What does that have to do with anything? It did come. It, it's not in the movie whatsoever. Not, not, not once. Just, does it sing at all? Is it part? Of, is it like a little audio snippet, or is it like the last song as the credits are playing? It's just the very last oh, like bit ev- of audio oh, right at those, the tail yeah. end of the credits. Yeah. It's like the songs fade oh, out. That's just who, why, and what. It's <laughs> like, the, like the text of the credits are almost yeah. off the screen entirely. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> Mama's little baby laughs on Mama's little baby laughs on It's all about the ending. <laughs> David Cup's like, what are you doing in there, Johnny? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, would anybody recommend Secret Get Window? Get the no. fuck out of here. Yeah, no, right? That's... This is my least... I mean, like, what I like about Stephen King, even Dreamcatcher, it's batshit stupid, and there's fucking monsters, and there's a little... Sure. There's something going on, There's you know? people farting and shitting themselves to death. It's an actual disaster. Like, I, I, <laughs> these, like, boring disasters, I got no fucking time for it. No, there's no, there's no reason to watch this movie. There's no... There's no tense anything. There's just there's a stupid fucking hat that makes you kill people. Also, like, why not just even have a, like even pop music would make this movie so much better. Like one pop song, sure, of something aside from Johnny Depp just talking about the Talking Heads. Mm. I would actually <laughs> that would be great. Is after he kills Maria Bella and Timothy Hutton, and he and he's like cleaning up his life, semi-charmed kind of life. <laughs> Well, he's like dusting, and he's fucking getting rid of all the Dorito bags. Oh, it's, and, and it's the long version yeah. with the extra verses. <laughs> and he's doing a little dance to himself yeah, and singing yeah, it to yeah. himself. Yeah. It's just for him. Throws or- out that fucking robe! <laughs> That's the end of it, is he also then buries that robe in the secret garden. Right outside the secret window. Oh, that is Secret Window from 2004, directed by David Kep. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. And remember, 
You have till 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time to call into the We Hate Movies hotline on September 30th for this November's Listener Request Month, 718-925-3893. Or if you're on Skype, our username is We Hate Movies, all one word. You look like you're going to say something. Oh, nothing, just nothing. Just zoned right out. <laughs> still, you're still just thinking about Secret Window. Still thinking about fish. <laughs> you're still scarred by it. I can still smell it. Uh, clue for next week's episode. Ted uh, the Handsome Dancing. Sure. Uh, no, that's yeah, it. That works. Ted the Handsome Dancing. That's all I got. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Zeta. Take it easy. How in the hell did I... Big money scribbling asshole like you get down to a little shit splat town in Mississippi and steal my goddamn story.